Ha! Yo! What's up? Here we are. Brandon Phillips. Let's talk about another second baseman from the aughts and the 2010s. June 28th, 1981. And uh, so uh, bad right, through right, six foot, 211. Stout. Like a fullback. Out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Speaking of football. But went to high school. Redan High School, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Debuted September 13th, 02. September 30th, 2018, final game. Debuted at 21, wrapped it up, 37. Mmm. Eat my morning banana. Oh, ESPN froze. Ha ha ha. I wonder if it's our TV or something. Dude, maybe it's because it's 20 degrees out. The cable literally just froze. Because it's so gosh dang cold outside. (laughs) Mmm. Alright. I'm not... I was pretty frustrated. Yeah, it says give us some time. Uh, Video issues. (laughs) I was pretty frustrated last night. And I have a very specific reason. Because I am like very cut and dry. Like, like I said, I'm very like literal. So, and I'm all about communication. And it just shocks and astonishes me. Oh, Steve Smith is getting super pumped up for the crowd. Talking about Steve Smith yesterday. Now, Steve Smith, the Carolina Panthers, legendary wideout. There he is on game day. Dressed in his Utah Utes gear. No, but what amazes me is how poor adults are at communication. Or just, yeah, people in general. Here we are, we're adults now. So you would think that, like, people are, like, would be more clear and, like, um... Better at communicating. <laughs> so basically, here's the anecdote. So my parents, so my mom, they write on the calendar that they're gone. And then she wrote home Sunday, the 29th. So today is Saturday, the 28th. So all week, all this whole time, I'm assuming they're coming home Sunday and I'll be at work. So I'm like planning that I'll get Saturday. I'm going to get today to myself. I'm just going to watch college football and just hang out. And then yesterday, (laughs) then yesterday, my mom texts me at 5 p.m. of so like, oh, that's a great time to break the bad news to me on my day off. Like it's my Saturday is Friday and uh, I'm about to watch the World Series 
And then, and then you text me just this like long thing about picking you up from the airport. And I'm like, dude, first it kind of, it, dude, the lack of communication and the misleading and the miscommunication completely blows my mind. Cause I'm just, I'm here the whole time. You could have, I was, you could have talked to me in person on Saturday, a week ago. I'm like, why? I'm, I was just so, because con- I just get so confused. And I'm like, I'm very like literal and like cut and dry. And I just want like clearness. So like when people do like stuff like this, <laughs> like, I mean, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it like blows my mind. I'm like, wait, so you wrote on the calendar that you're home Sunday and then nobody ever tells me anything until you think it's a good idea to tell me Friday at 5 p.m. when I'm about to like enjoy game one of the World Series and also watching the NBA games. So, (laughs) So like I realized last night that that was pretty frustrating to me. Because there's kind of, that's kind of like the most frustrating thing to me is like that kind of like misdirection. Because for me, like I like calibrate myself, I I need to calibrate myself into, to get ready. So like, I and it makes no sense. You could have told me in person last week or you could have texted me any day you could have texted me Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But no, you decide to text me on my day off at 5 p.m. when I'm about to watch the World Series. So then that made me pretty frustrated. Because like I wouldn't have cared if I had found out on Monday. Because then I would have had days to calibrate myself. into, And then I would have had more fun Thursday night. Because I would have realized that Thursday and Friday night were my two nights. Not Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, um, yeah, dude, it blow. It really, like, this is the kind of stuff that frustrates me the most. Is people's just lack of communication. And, like, the misdirection. And the misleading. And... And then, t- like, deciding to tell me at, like, that time. And then I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, why would you give me that message? Like, don't you think that, like, I was looking forward to Friday, like, all week. Like, but you don't realize that? <laughs> it's like, like, that just kept making, it just made me, like, very frustrated. I was like, wait, I was planning on, like, enjoying Friday. But then... You have to break this news to me. <laughs> you have to tell me that you're coming back, not Sunday as was planned, as it says on the calendar. But then you have to like randomly say, oh no, we need you to pick us up from the airport on Saturday afternoon. It's like, dude, why didn't you tell me that three days ago then? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> it, or why didn't you tell me that last week? It's like, and then... I think, and then I'm like, okay, she probably didn't tell me last week because she thinks I would have been frustrated. 
But no, dude, I'm, it makes me more crazy if you tell me the evening before. It's like that is what really like bumps me. Like, no, dude, you're, it's like you're like doing it during my, like this is the, dude, like I was just saying, I do everything I can to like enjoy my off day. Like, wait, I was just trying to enjoy my... (laughs) So, yeah. What do you think? I mean... And then it got me into thinking, like, why am I even at my... Like, I don't even want to be around... I don't want to be at this place. Like, at this... My parents' house. I don't want to be... It's like... then, Then it just gets you into, like, a whole different, like, frustration cycle. Of like, why am I, why did I even decide to do the, come up here? But then you can't like change that. But no, I was pretty frustrated about that. No, it's the mystery. It's like the keeping Chris in the dark thing. It's like, oh, don't tell him. Don't tell him till Friday at five o'clock. I think that's a good time to tell him. Friday at 5 p.m. When he's about to watch the World Series game one. In NBA basketball. Like that, like, dude, and then I thought to myself, I was like, wait, since you didn't tell me, why would you have not just told me right now? Why would you not have texted me in the morning? Like, that's another, I thought, since you had never told me in the previous week, like, do you think I would have been confused if I looked at a text at 8 a.m. and it said that? Like, that's like another thing that like blew my, I was like, wait, why would you have done that? So then it gets me like really cynical and like makes me think like, oh, you're like intentionally trying to like, like why would, it just doesn't even make sense. It literally doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know that I'm just at home. Like, you know, I'm like trying to enjoy myself and after like. Just like, it's like my weekend. It's my Saturday. It's my, like, why? I don't know. I don't understand it. (laughs) Like, I was like, I was confused. I was like, why did you do this? But, um, that's just me. Like, I like, dude, I, there's nothing. I think that's definitely one of my biggest pet peeves. Is like, this kind of like, miscommunication and like lack of communication and then just like keeping me in like keeping me in the dark about information that only concerns me but but for some reason they didn't figure that I needed to know it until Friday at 5 p.m would be a good time to let him know right when he's really trying to enjoy himself for the next five hours Let's break the, let's tell that to him now. Like, dude, what? (laughs) It's true. I'm, I mean, dude, it just gets me into like a whole, like, like I got pretty frustrated about it. (laughs) Dude, it's just cause it it, it is. Cause I know I'm like, cause, cause what, cause I'm like thinking to myself, how do they gain from not telling me that. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I think to myself. How could you have written down. The home on Sunday the 29th. 
mom. It's like, and you're always looking at the calendar. Like I'm the type of person who would like notice that detail. Like I would be like, wait a second. I wrote that we're getting home on Sunday, not Saturday. I should make sure to write down Saturday so I don't confuse Chris. And it's like, wow, I guess, dude, it makes me really just like annoyed, I would say, is the main thing. Like, it's it's really the, it's, it's like, oh, okay, I was planning on having this whole day to my, to like chill again. So I was calibrating myself that way, <laughs> but, <laughs> but whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> dude, and then it just, I can't even believe, yeah, I, I don't know. So that was a little venting for me. <sighs> yeah, that's why you don't want to deal with your parents when you're 30 years old. You don't want to have, dude, my advice to young people is don't have any dependence on your parents. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And then don't let them trick you into becoming dependent on them. And then it just becomes ordinary. And uh, no, it's terrible, dude. Having any like serious association with your parents at this age, it's bonkers. Or it's really the dependence, obviously. And then it's it's just the thing like of being able to jerk me around like that. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I guess that's how you <laughs> I guess that's how you ruin my Friday. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's how it's gonna be. That's how you're gonna you're gonna like dude, it just really makes you look in the mirror <laughs> and be like <laughs> be like, I can't believe that this is the, like, I'm like, I just dislike the dependence so much. <sighs> and it, yeah, just, <laughs> and then you're like, I can't believe, like, I really didn't know that I was giving up my independence. Like I, I, and then you're like, wait, why didn't you like, see, and then I get in the thing where I'm like, why didn't you have a conversation with me before I moved, left LA? Like, that's like, the, I'm like, why didn't you actually like talk to me? Like you knew me like as a per, like, instead of just like, dude, I remember like talking to my mom on the phone when I was about to move and then, but just not even talking to me. Like you have, like, if I'm, now that I'm thinking back to it, I would have just said to that person, I would have been like, wait, just remember why you moved there in the first place. And that, like, you don't want to give up on your dreams, do you? Like, just try to, like, you can stick with it and, like, get a job and start earning money. <laughs> but, dude, that's, no, but that's not how, like, it, it just, once again, the communication thing. Like, the, your own mother like, was like I remember talk her talking to me like you don't like she didn't even know me, <laughs> like like when I was it's like because I'm thinking what I would have said to myself back in early May, like 
I know what I would have said to myself, but because obviously I was too like lost in the sauce when I was in the moment to like recognize it. Like I didn't know the gravity of giving up your place of dwelling. Like, oh, I didn't realize you could have explained that you're going to have to, you're going to end up coming and staying with us and you're probably not going to like doing that. No, but like, like none of these things, like it just blows my mind that like these are like 60 year old adults that like have no idea how to give a young person like advice, like life advice. <laughs> and it sounds like I'm blaming. Yeah. Wow. It does sound like I'm blaming my parents, but I guess now in retrospect, I'm saying I would have hoped that you would have given me better guidance and like actually talk to me like you knew who I was instead of just being like, I just, I literally don't even like my, like, I remember talking to my mom when I was about to move out. Like she wasn't even making sense. <laughs> like, like I could, now I could think of a couple things Dude, from the outsider's perspective, I'm like, okay, you're going to have to come stay with us and then you're going to have to get a job in Spokane. So you're probably not going to like that. So maybe you could just try to get some part-time work down there. And then it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand the lack of guidance now. But then it leads me to think that like, Oh, yeah, it's because people don't even really care, dude. <laughs> I know it's getting dark, but it's like, okay. I don't think, it's like, yeah, I don't think people really care. Nobody really cared that as much as I did about me living down there. Dude, except except my parents. Like, that's <laughs> So it really blows my mind. I mean, they were in Florida at the time. So they were distracted. My mom was distracted. But like, it's it's pretty disappointing when you don't get like the advice and guidance that you think someone is capable of giving you. But then in retrospect, you're like, oh, you gave me nothing. <laughs> you didn't give me advice. You, I was... I was like waffling and you could have like convinced me you could with a few simple points, you could have reasoned with me like what I need to do. Like instead of being like, just stay down there 10 more days and think about it for 10 days. Like now I see it so clearly. I'm like, wait, you just say you have a place to live. And now you're, you're not going to have a place to live and you're going to be staying with us. And then you're not going to like, you're, I think you probably enjoy your independence more. (sighs) (laughs) And then like the thing, like, why did you move there in the first place? Like, do you want to give up on your dreams or do you want to keep chasing them? Like a few simple points or the, and then you could have been like, okay, like, we'll come see you again. Like, don't panic. Like, we'll come, we'll come down there soon. 
Like you're not all alone. Like <laughs> there's just like a few simple things that you could have said, but <laughs> it is funny. Like mm. it's really crazy how clear hindsight can be. It is like how you can be like, I can't believe like that's the way I was thinking. Like with a few like simple tweaks, I think it would have been like, it would have felt like a lot better to be living down there with like a little, like, yeah, just like a little more work, basically like a little more like being assertive or then even like being like, yeah, the strike is going to be over and then you're going to be getting a lot more background. <laughs> like I couldn't like at that time, my foresight was like shot, you know, <laughs> like now I, now that I'm only when I'm earning money, do I have like very good foresight? That's the thing. It's cause I wasn't consistently earning and a decent amount of money. So I didn't have good foresight. So I wasn't able to like see like a month ahead. Like that, that is true for me. It has to do with like, if I'm earning money, <laughs> cause it's hard to look like a month ahead if you're not consistently earning anything. Cause then you're like, Oh, I'll just be like that much more broke then. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But anyway, all right. I'm not going to talk about Brandon Phillips now. Now I'm going to enjoy my Saturday. But I think, I think I've explained myself pretty well. It's not that I'm frustrated that they're coming home today. It's that I'm frustrated that I had no idea about it until Friday at 5 p.m. Like, I think that's, I think that's just kind of like, it's like, I, I don't know. It feels disrespectful to me. <laughs> like, it feels like you're not even treating me like I'm a person. Like, dude, I, you don't think that I would like to know that information? Like, it kind of boggles my mind. Like, that's, <laughs> and then to be like planning on, yeah, I mean. I mean, not, it just, yeah, it's a lack of respect, obviously. Because when you don't communicate anything with someone, that means you don't really respect that person either. And then, yeah, dude. But obviously I don't want to, dude, then it made me, just made me keep thinking how much I do not want to be staying with my parents. And how, like, yeah, it really makes me like, it's like this weird like feeling where you're like, I really don't like this. <laughs> I really don't like having that feeling of dependence on anyone, especially my parents. <laughs> like, it feels like you're like giving them like the upper hand or something. Or it's just some type of like failure to like, I just don't want the association. Like I just 
now I recognize the power of like how independent I was down there. I'm like, oh, there was great power in that. Like that made me feel good actually. Like um, versus making you feel like diminished by being like, Dependent on it, just disgusts me. It's like now I see it. Now I see all these things that, like, dude. And then it's like, yeah, sometimes you're like that person that me back in May, I needed a little bit more guidance. Like, I was making like huge, major, like, incredible life decisions like life altering decisions that I don't think I even realized like the magnitude of what I was doing. And yeah, and I was just doing it all on my own. And then that's what, yeah, that's what trips you out when you're like, wait, I guess I was just kind of all on my own. So, so then I started following like that path, that like thought path of like that idea of uh, wanting to move out of LA. Like I just kept like following that. And that just kept, I just had like so much time for that to like be harvested in my brain at the time. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, if I was, dude, if I was as busy as I am now, then obviously I wouldn't have had time to even consider that. I would have just been like plugging away each day. And then, like, enjoying my off days, like I've been saying. So that's, like, what... that That's, like, something about time. Like, time will give you, like... It'll give you too much time to, like... And then, like, too much time on your hands will, like... Kind of ruin you in ways. What is it? Like, time... Too much time... Idle time is, like... Was it, like... Play for the devil's hands or whatever... Um, yeah, and that's like with me and I always had like an active brain. So I was like, so at the time now I can remember like my thought process of like being like, oh, I have to do something. I have to like, instead of just like sitting in the moment and like, yeah, I don't know, but it was a money thing too. It was like a lack of money. I mean, obviously, because of just, like, a lack of work. Um, Yeah, and, like, that'll make you, like, panic, kind of. Or be, like, there's no future in this. (laughs) But then when you're earning money, you're, like, you can see a future in something. (sighs) No, but it is true. I do feel like I've grown up a lot since May. Like if you, and then like the whole like social media, like the whole TikTok thing was like playing with my ego at the time. Um, no, but I do, I feel like I've grown a lot and like, I'm like, I'm kind of seeing like more like black and white. Like, um, like, I don't know, dude, just doing like working five days, working full time just kind of makes you see things more black and white. You're like, there either is money or there's free time, basically. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then it makes me, like, see, like, a path, like, 
if once I accumulate this many dollars over this amount of time, then I'll be able to like make that move, you know? And now I'm like, now I see why I lived in LA. Now I see the reason why. But um, no, it's all lack of communication from like, because I will be very clear with people. Like I would never do that to someone who's, who I'm having me, who I'm going to have pick me up from the airport. I would let them know like before I left. Like, because I'm conscious about that. I'm like, because that would weigh on my mind. I would be like, oh, that person still has no idea what they're doing. So, I mean, that's just me. Like, <laughs> it, it kind of, it blows my mind how bad most people are at communicating. And it's, maybe it's like a out of it or like it's being like an airhead or something or like. Or it's just a level of disrespect and just like not caring about that other person and being like, I don't care if they don't know that. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I might be kind of a mixture of all of them. I mean, and then like the dude, it's true. Like looking back at that time period, I like I'm looking back to May and I'm like, if I had talked to one person who had given me like some good, like reasonable points about why I should stay, then I feel like I could have like, they could have broken through to me. But like, I mean, I, I guess I didn't seek enough guidance, but also, I mean, I don't want to like rag on my mom though. <laughs> I mean, but I would, I don't know. I expect like a certain level of like personableness from your own mother. And like, that's another thing that really bumps me is like when like your own mom and dad will like, they'll kind of like talk to you. Like they have kind of have no idea like what way to best communicate with me. And it's like, like they don't know how to like how to get through to me in that moment. And it's like, wait, are you even trying to like com- communicate to me or are you just like you just don't care? Once again, like do you just not care or do would you like to like cuz you know some people are like really good at giving like impassioned advice and like life guidance. But um but then some people it's like I don't know. I can't even tell if you even care at all. <laughs> I don't think I'm not convinced that you even care about what I'm doing. Like if someone's giving you advice, you have to believe that they care about your situation or like I mean obviously like my parents are like were invested in but they didn't no they I don't know. I just I guess they just couldn't seem to get through to me. Like in the way that I believe, in the way that I think I could get through to myself. (laughs) If I was, if me from right now was talking to that May, that Chris Arneson, that Arnipod from May 10th, then I believe I would know exactly how to talk to that guy. I would talk about not giving up on your dreams 
And I would talk about why you moved to LA in the first place. And I would talk about you have to having to get a job in Spokane and not, and you're not going to want to live. I would, I think that's the point I would make most clear is you're not going to enjoy the dependence of having to live with us. And I think you enjoy the independence of being down there more than you even realize. Um, but I mean, now, now that once you give it up, then you see it. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, now I see why I have to get that back. Now I, like, now I understand like independence. There is kind of everything. When, as, when you become like a man, you're like, when you become a 30-year-old man, you're like, you can't, if you take my independence from me, then um, that's really like diminishes like my manhood. <laughs> it's true. It, and part of being a man for most men is just, is being like financially like secure and being like independent basically. Not relying. Ah, <laughs> it's true. I this is a pretty good like therapeutic session. Like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to like put people down. I'm just saying that I think most grown people are just completely like lazy. I was. I would describe their communication as laziness. Um. I mean, the lack of communication as laziness. Something to that effect. Um, I don't know. And then it just makes you think like, oh, like that's the value. See, and I do remember like considering wanting to talk to a therapist back at that, in that time period, right before I left LA. And I'm like, if I had talked to them about that, like I want, I think that would have been productive. Like now I see, like, yeah, just the idea of like this, like making this like life changing decision to do that. Um, but then not really realizing the grad, um, the gravity of, of doing it. <laughs> I was so like locked in the moment that I didn't see the big picture of like, oh, this is what you're going to be given up on right here. Uh, and then this is what you're going to be like wanting to get back. But, um, <laughs> um. Mm. I would say the biggest psychological thing I have to get over is figuring out how to not Dude, see, that's why I can't even be around my parents on a regular basis. Because it's always like, it's just like instinctual to be like, well, this is their fault because this is how you taught me. And this is, so I mean, I'm so I'm like, my brain will be like, logically, technically, this is your fault. <laughs> but then it's so hard. It'll be so hard for me when I'm around them to not like think like that, to be like, it's your fault. I'm even back. Like it, the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle for me is don't blame your parents. 
Like, that's the big thing for me. It's so weird. Like, everybody has different, like, stuff. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm like very, like, object. Like, I'm like, well, objectively, you did raise me this way and shaped me to think these things. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh. I mean, I'm just the kind of person who will get like, I'll get like an idea like stuck in my craw and then it'll just keep getting bigger and like take over. Like that's what happened with the moving out of LA thing. Like it just got stuck in my craw and then it just like took over my like, and then I was like, I have to do it for some reason. (laughs) Like I'll get like, that's like the one thing I get tripped. I'll get like carried away with an idea and then I'll have like trouble like letting go of like some like see that's like kind of like that's like a one like this psychological block I have like I'll get like this thing stuck in my craw and then I'll have trouble like letting it go basically um and yeah there needs to be some type of like cleansing process some maybe like mental cleansing <clears throat> or you know like a like a long hike in nature or like i need uh, obviously at that time i needed like some type of like mental cleansing but i just couldn't let go of that idea that i need to get out of here so then it just like balloons and then it'll just like take you over and then when you have like you don't have like anything to do. You don't have like a schedule. And then you'll be like, yeah, the grass is greener. Remember? Like you always think you'll be like, you'll like convince yourself the grass is greener on the other side. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you get back to like where you came from. Up here, I mean, not that I, I didn't come from Eastern Washington, came from Western Washington, but um, I spent a lot of time in Pullman, south of here. But uh, no, dude, that's what it is. Like now, I I can literally like trace the thought process that I was having at the time, and then now I'm trying to think when did I start. When did I think it was probably like right around when I was starting at my new job is when I was like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> and I think honestly, I think it's healthy. I think it's okay to be like, I made a mistake. Like, I think it's perfectly fine to be like, I would have done that differently. If I'm thinking like right now, like I literally had like a different thought process and I wasn't thinking long term. Like I was thinking super short term because that's what not having a schedule will do to you. Um, I mean, like that's the one th- good thing about like having like a schedule it is it'll like keep you like on track somewhat. But, um, no, I think it's perfectly fine to be like, 
not that I regret it because I don't really regret like getting to spend that time in Montana. Like that was pretty epic in Montana. (laughs) And then like, honestly, like the whole summer was like beautiful and it was like perfect kind of. Um, yeah, like I did get to spend like lots of quality time. Like I did get to like watch all those Adam Sandler movies with my mom. And like, I did get like lots of quality time with the family. And, uh, but now I'm like, this isn't long-term. Like this is short-term. I <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't do this for long, obviously. And like, my parents are like, obviously like, you can't stay here forever either. But, um, uh, no, I'm just, I'm like, really think, I think it's okay to be like, I would do that differently though. Like I'm, I'm kind of like understand how it played out like up to this moment. Like it makes sense, but but now I'm like, wait, dude, see, okay, here is when I think there's like, I'll end the podcast. We're obviously not going to talk about Brandon Phillips today. These are moments, moments like these, what happened last night is what leads me to believe that there's definitely some type of higher power. There's obviously more going on than just money and um I mean basically money is all and anybody cares about. <laughs> I mean there's more going on than it though. There's more like supernaturalness going on. And let me explain. So I fell asleep watching. So my parents are getting Fox once again. They weren't getting Fox on their TV for a while. But now they got Fox. So I'm watching the World Series on Fox. I fell asleep. I did see... Uh, what's this? Adolis Garcia, his walk-off homer. I mean, somehow I like... some. That's like the true sports fan. Like, you'll be asleep. But then somehow you know to like... Open your eyes to like... Catch this walk-off home run. <laughs> like half in my dreams. Which is what happened. But then, um, so then I woke up at like 1140. And I'm like, this looks familiar. There's a sitcom on. It's American Housewife. And it's the episode. Oh, what's the episode called? Wait, I'm walking over to TV now. I need to pull up the episode here. Um, American Housewife, <laughs> All is Fair in Love and War Reenactment. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Um, so wait, let's see what season is from. Um, so I'm like, this looks kind of familiar. And then <laughs> it's season four, episode 17. So I'm like, wow, this looks oddly familiar. And then I'm like, wait, I did background on this. And then I'm like, dude, I saw myself twice 
in two separate occasions, I was um, on TV. I mean, I was on TV on other shows as well. I don't even know how many times I was on TV now. I can't even keep track, dude. But this was just one of the shows I was on. American Housewife. Originally aired on ABC. Yeah, and I was dressed as a... Was it the revolution? Yeah, it was a Revolutionary War reenactor. And uh, yeah, and no, that's what I'm saying. That's how I know that there's like something going on. (laughs) No, I'm like, that couldn't have happened. Is what I'm saying is how could I have possibly, I left the TV on this channel. I fall asleep. I wake up at this exact time and then obviously their TV has like the rewind and like fast forward and pause functions. So I'm like, dude, I just woke up. Dude, I I fell asleep watching the World Series and then I woke up to myself on TV. (laughs) Like I'm not even exaggerating. That's exactly what happened. And I, dude, I was like tripping out. Um, and that was before I got like frustrated. But because <laughs> then after that, I'm like, wait, why did? Because then I got all frustrated about like my mom telling me at that exact time. Because everything is timing. If you actually think about it, everything is timing. Like I wouldn't have been mad if you told me the day before or if you told me this morning. But everything is timing. It was really just super frustrating to me because you told me that you thought that was an appropriate time to tell me. And I'm like, wait, you didn't think that you were like harshing my buzz? Like you didn't think you were like raining on my off day parade? Like (laughs) you couldn't let me like enjoy my evening and watch the World Series? Um, No, so that's why I was like, that's what bumped me most about it. Because everything for me, everything is timing. It's about when, it's even, it's not even about what you do as much, about as, um, it's about when you do it. it. It's true, like when and where. It's, um, everything is timing, dude. It is, it's all about when. It's like, yeah, you could have just texted that to me when I was at work. Like, do you understand like the concept of, you know, that it wouldn't have annoyed me at all if you told me when I'm at work, because you're already like annoyed to be like at work. So like, if you give me this information, then I would just be like, okay, register that. But then, no, but you tell me in the time I'm trying to like, I'm literally was like looking forward to like, cause that's how my brain works. Like if I work five days in a row, then I'm like gearing up for that first day off. You know, I'm like, Ooh, that's going to be a fun day. Cause that's like how you motivate yourself. You're like, Oh, I'm going to enjoy that one. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, that's why I said, and there's, dude, there's 103 different episodes of American Housewife. And I did do another one of them. I remember we were at like a kind of like a fancy, it was a garden party. 
So if you see American Housewife episode, it's in, it has like a garden party, then look for me in the background of that one as well. But um, no, I'm saying, dude, I'm honestly saying that's how I know. I'm like, there's something more. There's, um, dude, that I'm like, that couldn't have just happened. Dude, timing. Like I say, dude, everything is timing. How could I have woken up? How could I have left the TV on that channel instead of turning it to ESPN to catch the end of the Warriors Kings? I was obviously like so asleep that I only like opened my eyes, saw Adolis Garcia jack a walk off home run and then was back asleep, obviously. No, I'm just saying the timing of it is incredible that I happened to wake up at that time. And then that exact episode happened to be on that channel at that time. And then, and then I just, dude, I just opened my eyes and I'm like taken back to February of 2020, which is when we did that right before the scamdemic. <laughs> As Eddie Bravo says, dude, Eddie Bravo was hilarious on the most recent fight companion. Dude, Eddie Bravo was on one on the most recent fight companion. <laughs> dude, he was being so goofy. When Eddie Bravo was making a case that they should wear wigs, that they should all just start sporting like funny, fancy wigs. That was so funny. Dude, Eddie Bravo's like, he's a pretty funny dude. He's a little conspiratorial. No, but that's what I'm saying, dude. Everything is timing. Everything is timing. Like, um, dude, I could have just never seen that kind of, it kind of just boggled my mind. <laughs> when, dude, I'm telling you, waking up from, dude, waking up from sleep. Waking up from sleep. You wake up from sleep. Hey, that was a... What's his face? Um, How am I... John Travolta was Santa Claus in that Capital One ad. It's pretty funny. Dude, just to open your eyes, to wake up from sleep, and then to see that you're like, oh, wait, I'm in this episode. Like, that's why I realized. I was like, this looks familiar. Wait a second. I'm in this. <laughs> and then, oh my God. It's true. I was like, wait, I'm going to see myself on screen in a second. And then I did. And I did a Facebook reel and I did a YouTube video. Dude, I did a YouTube short and it has like 500 views already, which is, I mean, it's pretty average for me, you know. Because I'm like a social media stud. <laughs> but um, I guess that's what will like. Dude, really everything is timing. If you think. See, that's like the one thing that bugged me about like how my mom did me last evening. Like how, how she texted me that right before. Like literally she texted me that like annoying information five minutes before the world series 
first pitch. It's every, dude, I'm telling you, everything is timing. If you had told, if it's all timing, if you had told me on Thursday or before, I wouldn't have cared. And if you had told me this morning, I wouldn't have really, I mean, it would have been better to tell me earlier, but it would have been better to tell me this morning, the worst possible time to tell me was Friday at 5 p.m. Oh my God, that's so funny, dude. Ricky Bobby, dude, these guys are dressed as Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. at the Texas A&M. Oh, I gotta get a photo. Dude, that's gonna be the episode art. Yes. I love it, dude. Actually, should this be the episode art? Or should... I got a photo of me on... Um... This will just be a future episode art. Well, All right. No, but I'm telling you, dude, everything is timing. Once you like, once you, um, you get back in like the loop of like going to work, then you really understand that everything is timing. It's not, it's, wait, where is this? All right, come on. I got to get back. Ricky Bobby. It's true. It's not about. It's true. I don't. <laughs> there they are. Oh, no, I can't. I got to rewind it. I'm trying to rewind it and pause it on these guys. Now, I'll make the episode art. It'll be me in the background. Dude, how come this keeps not. Dude, like I said, everything is timing. I can't even seem to pause this. Oh, there they are. Dude, for some reason it won't. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, it won't go back far enough. That's so funny. Like even like the Dude, sometimes you feel like stuff is just not working for you. It's true. <laughs> I Dude, sometimes it feels like the universe is like playing tricks on you. Like, that's what it is. It's like, I don't even, I tr- keep trying to rewind it and it just keeps stiffing me. There they are. Oh yeah, get the hot chick in the background. There you go. All right, so. <laughs> <clears throat> Everything is timing. Um, no, it's true though. Once, because you realize once you're doing like the same thing five times a week for basically all day, then you realize how valuable that um, two and a half days off is. Then, then you really realize, you're like, oh, like this is the time. Like this is the time for me to enjoy because like this is what I was working towards. So um, yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, everything is timing. It is. <clears throat> and then, yeah, to wake up. <laughs> Dude, the odds are basically like 1%. Dude, no, but then it has to be, <clears throat> I have to have left it on that channel. And then I have to wake up at that time. And then it has to be that show. <clears throat> and there's 103 different episodes of that show. And it has to be that specific episode. Dude, like I say, like 
everything is it's like timing <laughs> and then <clears throat> sometimes I do feel like the universe I do feel like things are kind of preordained if that makes sense let me explain <clears throat> let me get a little cold brew Ha <clears throat> ha Sorry, my voice is a little hoarse because, like I said, I was frustrated last night. Dude, and when you get frustrated and then you're also, like, baked, then you'll get, like, super frustrated. Because normally, like, you're baked, like, you'll have, like, a good time. You'll have, like, a super good time. But, um, no, if you go down, like, a dark path and you're, like, on weed, then you'll, like, find ways to be, like, get super negative, you know? But, um, no, let me say why I think things are preordained. All right. It has to do with money. Obviously it's cause I, it's cause you're required. I have to do these specific things to get a certain amount of money. So if I didn't do that, then I really wouldn't be able to accomplish anything. So, um, like I've done everything I've done that wasn't for money. Uh, that's kind of like the extra like special sauce. <clears throat> but um, like the getting the money part is like the preordained part. Like that, if that makes sense. Like I live in a complete like capitalist kingdom where people are like ridiculously rich like lots of like wealthy people. Like I heard a customer put it the other day. He was like, yeah, we're on the South Hill. So there's like lots of wealthy people around. <laughs> and then when, when he said that, I was like, dude, you're the first person I've ever heard to put it like that. But when you say it like that, it completely makes sense. It's like, I couldn't really find the right description of this area because I was like, why does this seem so like aloof and like, why does South Hill, it seems so like, um, what's the word? Kind of like, um, oh, there's this perfect word that it's kind of like cult-like up on South Hill or it's kind of like hidden or kind of like, um, What's it called when you're like secret? It's like, um, God, sacred. Is it sacred up here? Like it's, it's very, um, secular. Wait, what's secular mean? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's secular mean? Uh, <clears throat> it, it seems like very walled off compared to the rest of Spokane. Like this is like, it's like a cultish, like, yes, of like wealthy, liberal, you know, like just, just, dude, just like that guy said, like everyone on South Hill, you have to be pretty wealthy to live on South Hill. Like he said, dude, like the homes are like almost a million bucks, like that kind of stuff or more than a million bucks. But, um, compared to like the rest of Spokane, like. South Hill is very like, um, 
it's, it's more like sacred and like special. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> I think they hold it to like a higher standard up here than like, dude, other parts of Spokane are like pretty scary for the most part. <laughs> like, I don't think my parents would live in like most parts of this town. Um, they would probably, if they lived in a different place, they probably would have gone like farther out of town. If that makes, they would have gone like deeper south or like Cheney or something. But, um, no, what am I saying? <clears throat> so yeah, I'm saying this is a wealthy place. Um, yeah. Cause I was like, why is people here seem so like weird? It's cause they're all just like, so like rich and like aloof. I'd say aloof. People in South Hill are just aloof. <laughs> it's like a special like bubble of reality up here. But um, no, everything is preordained. <clears throat> Let me explain. <clears throat> Dude, it's because <clears throat> everything that anybody does is only motivated by money because we... Like people have only have so much energy, so they have to like expand it on getting money. And um, so then anything you do otherwise is like, that's like kind of like the extra stuff, like the frosting on the cake or something. <clears throat> so like Arnie Pod, that's like the frosting on the cake. Like nobody has ever incentivized me to do this. So I'd say anything that you do beyond money, anything that you do that's motivated, um, that's inspired and motivated by anything beyond money, it has some sort of like otherworldly, like supernatural aspect to it, if that makes sense. Because the only things grounded in this reality are things that are incentivized that people do because they're being paid to do them. Like for the most part, being an adult means only expending energy on obtaining money. And it would be foolish to do otherwise. So that's why I'm like, things are kind of preordained because Dude, how else? Because I'm preordained to, I have to struggle to make money. Because otherwise, I mean, or otherwise just like, I don't, because I don't want to be like a freeloader. Because I've decided like, yeah, I don't, dude, just like I was saying earlier, how much I want like my independence. And you obviously need to be making money to get that independence. Um, to be like a fully formed person. So that's why I say things are kind of preordained because, <clears throat> um, everything is determined by money and, but yet I was never categorized. I never found a thing that gave me money that also gave me like a career. If that makes sense. <laughs> like I found a career, but I didn't find the money part yet. <laughs> um, dang. 
I just had to, I turned down a, a spam. Dude, it reminds me of that spam, likely. That commercial is so funny with that one guy. It has Jimmy Butler and that one guy, and he's like running sprints. And then he gets a call from Spam Likely. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's my cousin Spam. <laughs> he crazy. <laughs> uh, that makes me laugh. But um, did I make sense when I said everything is preordained by money? That the world is kind of preordained. That I am required to go in this path because of the like the preordainment of it all like it it couldn't be any other way like i have to be doing like otherwise i would have literally no money um so yeah there is like the sort of like financial determinism this like baked into reality that you re- like recognize as you become an adult <clears throat> cuz then you're like dude you're like if it were another way i would be a different person like if i earned a lot of money by like doing like easy stuff like most of the people i know dude most of the people i know hardly do any work but simply because they made the right decisions. Um, it is, it's all about the decisions that they made like back in college. Like I really didn't realize how much the, like those kinds of decisions would like affect me at 30 years old. <laughs> so what I'm saying is like, dude, I would be a different, I would be such a different person if I was one of these people that got to like work from home, but then also made like, you know, like over five grand a month, like doing like no, like never leaving home and like doing like no work, <clears throat> you know, like how it's like, ex- that's like accepted, like in modern day, like, like it's a, such a joke to me that anybody thinks that anybody is doing more work from home. Dude, you obviously do way more work when you are forced to go to an office and sit somewhere for over eight hours. That is when you get work done. Not when you sit at home and do whatever you want and have no supervision or any coworkers or anybody around. Um, no, those are just people who want to get paid to sit at home. Who make the argument <laughs> like, oh no, we'll get more work done. <clears throat> no, dude, you get more work done if you show up in an office and actually look at people in the face at your coworkers and actually have conversations with them and actually talk about. No, it's like a weird, like, it's a changing of our society. Like the amount of people who, dude, people get paid so much to do like jack just do nothing, dude. <laughs> and it, it all has to do, like I said, it all has to do with the decisions they made leading up to that in the years in the past, basically. And then they're kind of like reaping the benefits of those decisions. 
and then I always happen to be more like starry eyed and like, um, you know, just, I always thought that I could make my dreams come true, which I still have. I still have made my dreams come true. <laughs> I've still lived it. I've still done it. But um, no, I always just expected a financial, I expected to make money doing that stuff though. Like that was like the big difference. So um, that's what like left me in the dust. Like I didn't fail at the doing of it. I still, I do it every day. And I, I don't fail at doing it. It's only like the making money part that's like, I underrated how difficult that is, obviously. Because everyone would like to make money just talking crap on a podcast versus like reporting to a real job. Dude, who wouldn't want to make money just being like completely flexible and like being able to record wherever you are and whenever and just on your own schedule and like, dude, could you imagine if I was making money? Dude, the flexibility I would have, I would actually be like traveling and like really doing stuff. But um, I mean, it still will happen. I'm, I'm so confident that it does end up happening like in the next couple years. It's a long life, baby. It's a long life. But um, yeah, and I'm only 30. But um, I, know, I, I guess I just got impatient. And I'm like, it should already be happening. But I may as well check how many views that YouTube video got. <clears throat> and then I'll post the other one. So make sure that that's 487 views on that one. Uh, make sure you watch that episode. It's right when they came back from the first commercial break. So yeah, that's what it's. So it's like, like in TV time out of the half hour is probably like seven or eight minutes into the episode. That's the first time I pop up. Um, but yeah, I'll post a photo on it for the, uh, episode art. So, uh, yeah, sounds good. Make the most of your time, baby. Timing. There is more, dude, there's some level of, I'm like, there is a God. There's something else. Dude, something is watching over the, like, it was too creepy that I woke up to myself on TV. I woke up and I was like, wait, I've lived that episode. I was there, dude. (laughs) I woke up and I was like, I remember being there. <laughs> I recognize those people. <laughs> but anyway, have a great day. Support Arnie Pod. Let's get Arnie Pod off the ground. You guys are my boots on the ground. Let's get this Arnie Pod plane in the air. Come on. Come on. All right. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to be negative. I don't mean to be negative. Ultimately, it's positive. I don't think even having a regret is negative necessarily. It's me saying I would like to go back and do it again. Like now I understand why I determined to make it back. It's like a big journey, dude. It's a big circle, dog. Life is good. 
it's hard to, don't, you can't sleep if you're angry. That's another thing I learned. You, it's, you can't sleep angry. Like, it's actually like literally hard to fall asleep if you're annoyed. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, but, all right. Well, it's all preordained. Dude, what can I say? It has to do with money. The preordainment has to do with money, money, money. And, um, dude, it's because realistically, there is nothing that motivates. Dude, people put families together based on money. They have kids and get married based on money. Everything is based on money. It's all preordained by money. And now I really recognize it. And I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> I get it, dude. Dude, if imagine how much I would do the podcast if I was being paid money, dude. This is how hard I go on the podcast for free. Because of the love of the game. Because I love it so much. That's how hard I go. But, um, oh, there's the... There's the MILF, the neighbor wife. (laughs) There's the MILF next door. Yep. See, that's one of the good things about being here. You got a MILF next door. (laughs) All right. Well, life is good, dude. At the end of the day, life is good. I'm going to go take a dump. And, uh, dude, I feel like I just vented, you know? I was so frustrated. I got so frustrated, but then it felt like therapeutic too. Like I was like letting out like frustration like last night. (laughs) I was like, oh dude, I was just like frustrated. I was like, ugh. (laughs) And it's all about timing. What can I do? It's all timing. Everything is timing. It's all about, it's not, it's more about when you do stuff than what you're doing even. I mean, it is about what you're doing, but it's all when it, it's, it's all when and where, but, um, yeah, there you go, baby. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to me and Brett episodes, old film flips, basketball show from February, movie companion, stand up comedy from 2019, 2020, all on Artie pod. Let's start getting that bag, baby. Let's start getting that money, 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 money. I'm putting it out there, baby. Arnie Pod, the Arnie Pod empire is going to start making money very soon. Arnie Pod, we are going to start raking in those bags of money. And then you know what's going to happen then? Then Arnie Pod is going to gain more independence. Arnie Pod is going to be more mobile and more be able to go to more events and like report on more like happenings. And I'm going to have, dude, Arnie, I'm just saying it right now, dude, Arnie pod. And people are like, Oh, that's a cute little podcast. Cute little podcast. He does. Oh, Oh, look at all his Facebook followers. Oh yeah. People think it's kind of cute now, but, um, You'll probably think I'm a lot cooler when I start raking in money. And as I've said, dude, 
the amount of impressions, the amount of people that are seeing ArniePod has skyrocketed, dude. Like the other day, because Spotify has this new thing where they show you how many people are noticing your podcast. Dude, over 400 people noticed ArniePod the other day. I'm, I'm telling you, hundreds of new people are discovering ArniePod every day. It's like hundreds of Christopher Columbuses out there, you know? <laughs> and we're Virginia over here. You know, baby? It's ArniePod, baby. Hundreds of... Do the math, dude. Hundreds of people every day are discovering ArniePod. You realize how exponential the growth is going to be. So, um, <laughs> it sounds like I'm like trying to prove myself. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, dude, like get back to me in a few months when I actually am earning money doing this kind of stuff. And then I'll say, I told you, I'll say, I told you that was going to happen, dude. I said that was going to happen. I said that back October 28th. I said that. That's what we'll say. <laughs> I just speak it into existence because it's all preordained by money. And I'm one of the only people who will dedicate myself this much to anything for beyond money. Because I'll, I'll dedicate myself to it and it's something beyond money, but it's going to lead to the money. And then it's going to lead to the growth and the, you know, the evolution, this is, this is the evolution of ArniePod. Ooh, that's the name of this episode, dude. The evolution of ArniePod. Come on. Woo! Woo! Life is good. This is the evolution of ArniePod. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. All right, get this, all right? I'm out for my walk. <sighs> I'm gonna go so far as to say, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is gonna sound fun. I'm like the naive romantic. I was just thinking about it. I was like, how is everyone paired up? But I'm not paired up. But I also never had money. And I'm going to go so far as to say there is no such thing as romantic love. Other than beyond a one night stand. That, dude, marriage, partnership is a, it's a financial deal. It's like a contract. They're financial partnerships. Um, yeah, I just kind of thought of that just now. I'm like, I think I was looking at it differently. Like, I was, I'm playing different rules. I was playing a different game. Everyone was playing Monopoly. I'm playing, like, Stratego. <laughs> uh, my brother loves Stratego. But, um... Yeah, I think if you actually think of it like an adult, I'm like, 
dude, it's all money. There's, there is no romantic love. It's not a rom-com starring Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. <laughs> the Ben Stiller cameo. Kevin James in there <laughs> as the therapist. <laughs> no, dude, I think I was looking at it wrong now that I think about it. I'm like, dude, I can almost guarantee if I was a rich person, if I had a lot of money to my name, then there would be a lot more um, female suitors, if you will. (laughs) And I'm just going to say that. That's what it is. I don't know how else to put it. Um, I don't know what else to say. I think, I think that's what people think being an adult is, is like financial planning and like, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I think my sister is a lot crazier than me and my brother. Cause like me and my brother, like kind of like, you know, struggled, but I mean, coming from like rich suburban backgrounds, we all come from the same rich suburban family. And, um... No, that's just show like females are like they like they like are more emotionally mature. I think people know that. Um yeah, like my sister being like I'm just going to do boring stuff and get rich by myself versus like me and my brother being like wanting to like chase our dreams and whatnot. Like my brother was in like a rock band. He was a college swimmer. But um, I think it makes more sense to be, like, more mentally scrambled coming from a... Dude, I think it, what doesn't make sense is growing up in, like, these sheltered... Like, now that I look back on me growing up, it just blows my mind, like, the level of, like... I mean, just, like, sheltered and, like, not knowing about, like... Having no idea about money or anything. But now I'm like, oh, in the real world, like I don't have, (laughs) now I'm like, oh, I'm a poor person who just came from, dude, it's weird how that works. But um, I don't think I'm soft, but they do say that like, what do they say? Um, Hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Uh, I think there's another part of that equation, but anyway, I'm not soft though. Like I know how to work, but (laughs) I just, no, I just thought to myself, I'm like, there's no such thing as love. I just, (laughs) it's all financial, dude. It's all like you have, I don't know. I just kind of don't buy it because I'm like, I don't know. I've never had like, I don't see, like, I see women lining up for rich men. Rich men north of Richmond. <laughs> uh, no, dude, it's all, if you're a dude, you got a bunch of money, then you have female suitors. If you're a 30-year-old good-looking dude without money, then you fly under the radar. Nobody notices you. It's all money. 
<laughs> dude, I'm waiting for someone to prove me wrong. I'm pretty open, dude. I'm, I'm pretty open. Like, I'm not, like, aggressive romantically. But I'm always, like, paying attention. And, uh, yeah, prove me wrong. A woman out there, you know? Prove me wrong. Prove me that love is real. Because <laughs> right now, and dude, I've never have felt like any dude. And then people are like, "Was Arnie Pod gay?" <laughs> no, dude. I've never. <laughs> I've definitely enjoy um, sexual relationships with women, but um, relations, but. Uh, no, I've never, um, I've never had a woman prove to me that they love me romantically. That sounds crazy. <laughs> it, dude, it's true though. I've had like some girls like fish around, like maybe being with me like a couple times back in the day. That was like a long time ago too. That was like right after like high school graduation. Right on. That was a long time ago. 2011. <laughs> Dude, and I don't think I'm like that. I think I'm paying pretty close attention. But I think I'm just picking up on like reality. In that hot women are not interested in men without with a shallow pockets. <laughs> it's pretty basic, dude. Oh man. And then yeah, and then you kind of like So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it now. But it's also like I said, it's a long life though. Dude, it's a long There's people who get married in their 50s, dude. In their 40s. I'm 30. I could still get married in my 30s, dude. <laughs> It's a long life. I'm not like, I'm not saying it'll never happen. I'm saying, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see someone prove me wrong that, that you really do want a person for something beyond their resources, what they already have. That you, that someone really might like me as a person and not as a financial, you know, machine. <laughs> it's true. As something, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, think about it, dude. Or am I talking like a rom com? Or am I speaking? Dude, my hands are freezing now. <laughs> I don't know. Am I speaking in... I think I'm speaking and thinking pretty clearly right now. I think I'm saying it pretty clearly. Um, and I never know. Dude, because I'm a person... Like, I can pick up on body language. But I'm not good at, like, picking up on, like, things that don't people don't say necessarily. I'm not good at, like, inferring those things that they're, people don't say. But, like, I can read body language. 
I, like, I'm, I'm a body language, like, master. But, um, dude, like, dude, like, an example for that is, um, I never recognized that money was, like, the only thing that mattered. <laughs> because no one will come out and say that. No one says that. But it is, like, a truth in the world. Like, in reality. But people don't want to say that because it makes them sound like bad people. Or makes you sound like you don't care about other stuff. So those are like, the, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not good at, for some reason, like, I'm very, like, face value. Like, I'm like, well, people are saying this thing. So that's what we're, that's what matters. Like, I, <laughs> I came out of, like, high school thinking that, like, social studies and, like, history would have, like, real-world applications, you know? Um, some people are better at being, like... Yes, I'm, some people would always recognize... They're not as naive. Like, even from, like, a young age, they would recognize that money is, like, the only thing that really matters. But that people won't say that, though. See, that's the part that trips me up. Is like, the kind of misdirection. Like I was talking about earlier. Like, that kind of uh, miscommunication, like, lack of clearness, um, kind of, like, misdirection. That's the stuff that, like, trips me up. For some... Because I'm very, like, literal. Like, I'm very, like... If I'm being, like, in the moment, I'm just, like... I take things, like, for what they are. Um... Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So I guess maybe I need someone to explain marriage to me because um, I'm not really buying that it's anything beyond like financial partnerships. And well, I mean, there is like the thing of like wanting to like have kids, like wanting to start a family, which is usually like the woman's idea, obviously. Um, I don't think that many men are like striving to start families. But, uh, yeah, so that's definitely part of it. But I don't think, I don't think a lot of, like, attractive women are looking to start families with, um, you know, like, men who aren't making, like, six figures or whatever. <sighs> I think it's pretty, like, evident, like, in, like, 2023. Like, I think that is kind of the way it is. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and now, I, now you might say, like, oh, he's being cynical now. Went from being too naive to being uh, more of a cynic. But uh, isn't that the way it goes? But <laughs> anyway, someone convinced me otherwise, dude. Convince me otherwise. Convince, dude, now that I really see, like, the black and whiteness of like having money and not having money like getting of getting a accounting degree versus getting a liberal arts degree like just the fuck oh i almost swore right there just the uh, <laughs> i usually don't swear just the um the difference like how the venn diagram is like does not overlap and just like that's once again the misdirection of Oh yeah, he's led to get to go get a meaningless degree two separate times. 
because I, because I was take things at, because I took things at face value and I was naive and I was like, Oh, if I'm getting this degree, it must have some value. Uh, yeah. But if you were more of a cynic, you'd be like, I'm not going to spend all this time and money on uh, kind of a, a degree that's going to end up being useless. <laughs> Dude, but once again, I think I've like, I think I've become more like realistic, I would say. I think I've become more grounded and like, Dude, now that I just see that it's like about, it's literally about getting money or not. And then once you get some money, then you can like rest a little and then like chill a little. And then, um, but yeah, that's just kind of the way life is. But, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to cross here. I'm cross in front of you. All right, dear. Well, I know maybe it's boring listening to someone talk about how money... No, but you really only see it when you are come from rich people but didn't realize it. And then you become a 30-year-old man who like, doesn't have like a lot of resources, <laughs> a lot of money. Like that's the only way to recognize it. Like... Like, I wouldn't care. Dude, you realize, I would not notice if my parent, if I didn't come from a rich background. Like, that's the part that really trips you up. It's like, oh, well, it was easy for my dad. Like, and I'm like, I'm, and I like think to myself, yeah, I'm just as smart. I'm just as smart as my dad. But it was about, it's about something else. It was about like, basically like signing a contract probably and being like I'm gonna and probably like drug testing (laughs) my dad definitely gets drug tested so I wouldn't be like a stoner so I would be a different person if I was like signed over my name to a corporation like that but uh no I definitely wouldn't I wouldn't there'd be no Arnie pod there we know the goat one dot I wouldn't be famous on Facebook. <laughs> Everything would be different. I wouldn't have been an actor in LA, background actor mostly. Uh, no, I'd be a different person if I was like, if I was centered on money from which you would be more centered on money if you came from poor, from a you know more realistic poor background. It's only coming from a rich background that you become, like, super aloof to, like, the whole thing. Like, because, yeah, I mean, it it makes sense. Um, Honestly, like, you don't, a lot of people come from, like, rags to riches. Like, they come from, like, nothing. But then they, like, they study really hard and they work hard and they do end up making money. Because they know what it's like to, like, be deprived. So it's kind of interesting if you think of it like that. Like, sometimes you, like, get the money up... You get it up front. And then you go, like, in the middle of your life. You go, like, with a dry spell. You know? (laughs) But, uh... No, I still expect, like... 
I expect like some like dude Arnie Pod is getting so much like interaction and like engagement and like so many like notices like people are like searching it and it's showing up on like the Spotify home screen so there's a lot more like Arnie Pod in the ether you know it's just it's just in the discussion <laughs> but uh it's not all about money at the end of the day I mean, it is true. Like, I'm not going to be, like... See, I really don't know, like, the true poor side. Because I'm never... I'm not going to be, like... That... Because I don't want to sound, like, spoiled. But, like... I'm not... My parents won't make me, like, homeless. Like, I don't know, like, the true, like, being really poor. And, like, without, like, any safety net. If that makes sense. Like, I, I do have, like, a good support system. So, um... I mean, I definitely know, like, what it's like to be, like, be, like, I wish I had more money. Or I wish I'd make more. But, uh, but no, to truly be poor is to be, like, without, like, people who would let you stay at their house, you know? <laughs> to be, like, actually homeless, you know? Like, those are the people who are, like, really struggling, obviously. So, like, obviously thankful to, like... But then, yeah, it's just, it just is what it is. I just am who I am. (laughs) Probably based on all the experiences and everything. Just, I just am who I am. Like, it's kind of like a chicken and the egg thing. Like, I wonder if I didn't have the safety net, but then I wonder if I would have grown up more financially inclined. And I wonder if I would have had like a more like regular nine to five. Like, it kind of is like a catch-22. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or, or would I just still be, like, a creative person if I, like, came from nothing? You know? Maybe I still would be. But then I really would be, like, poor. <laughs> like, really poor. <laughs> now I'm just, like, faux poor. Like, I'm poor, but, like... Like I said, like safety net, you know. But, um, no, I'm still definitely, like, motivated to, like, make that money. I am. Like, I want it because I want independence. Like, I want to, like, make it for myself. And I really want to do it, like, creatively. Dude, can you hear me just stomping in the leaves? Maple leaves. Maple leaves. Maple leaves. <laughs> But, but, um, anyway, I think there's no need for, like, frustration or, like, judging yourself or there's no need to be, like, dramatic or, or it's, like, I can't, I can't really think about the whole situation that much. Because I don't want to, like, frustrate myself. I, I just need to, like, basically stay forward-facing. That's, like, the ultimate thing. Keep yourself, like, just keep grinding. Forward-facing. Like, what's next? Like, it doesn't matter what happened in May. What's going to happen next May? Like, maybe I'm already back there by May. You know? <laughs> like, who knows, dude? Dude, but like I said, I want to elaborate more on the 
I need to get inside though. It's cold. I think I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause and go to the bathroom. I'm going to get inside. <laughs> get inside. Dude, look. It's one of those giant silver. It's like a wristband on a tree. It's a giant silver wristband. Dude, I used to rock the wristbands and the armbands and the headband. Back when I played basketball, dude. There was nothing cooler than wearing a wristband. Like, around your wrist, basically. Because, <laughs> like, you would have, like, the bicep ones. Bicep. <laughs> like, they had, like, those really skinny bicep ones. Uh, but the wristband was the best. Kind of like the quarterback wristband, but like not that like stacked though. Like the point guard. Point guard would always wear like, if you're cool, you wear like a wristband like around your left wrist. Maybe, or maybe even both. You might go both wrists for good like symmetry. <sighs> All right. So I'm going to pause it. I'm going to go potty. I'm going to warm up my hands. And then I'm going to elaborate on Steve Preordain. My fa- one of my favorite long distance runners from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Steve Preordain. I mean, do I need to talk more about it? <laughs> Maybe I don't. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to talk more about it. How everything is preordained. I, I will. I have like five more minutes on it. <laughs> but I'm going to get inside now. Because it's like 25 degrees, dude. It's cold. God, it's cold. All right. I'm going. Hold on there, bladder. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right. All right. <laughs> Got my dump. All right. So let me explain. Everything preordained by money. Steve preordained. And in the absence of that money incentive is that's the only time when your true self, when um, who, like kind of like your soul shines through. Is when, um, is when, unless you happen to be one of those creative people or like a professional athlete or something, who like someone who's like truly gets to do their passion and make money that way. But, um, no, basically everything preordained by money including like who you become as an adult like is i believe it's like hugely shaped if you're like a normal like kind of malleable like young person then uh, i think like who you are is largely determined by um like your like financial like your family's like sociological and like financial background 
Like, I think that has a ton to do with it. Um, I mean, and I think especially for men who are, who develop emotionally um, slower than women do. Like, a 25-year-old man is not as mature as a, even a 23-year-old woman. Like, from like an emotional, like, mental standpoint. But, um, so yeah, like, so then those, like, college years become, like, kind of, you kind of, like, get, like, logged into, like, these groups, like, either, like, you're gonna, like, chase this normal career, or maybe you're, like, more starry-eyed and, like, dream, daydream-based, (laughs) like I am, like I was, you know? Or, I mean, I still am, but, but now I just, I, now I think I understand, like, the pragmatic and, like, the logistic value of money more than, <laughs> like, I used to, like, really, like, back in college, because then you get, like, caught up in, like, the college atmosphere, and that's, like, really an environment where, like, money is not really the currency, it's more about like your grades even like getting through all the courses and like um even like social stuff like enjoying that time like so i definitely was went into that lifestyle as well but um no it's all preordained by money dude i would be such a different person if we grew up like struggling and like all like cramped in like a little apartment. I would just, I, I wonder what I'd be like. (laughs) I definitely, I'd be like more tough. I think like it'd be weird because I'm not like a macho tough guy. I, I think people can tell that pretty quickly that even though I'm like six foot three, I don't think I'm like super intimidating really, but I don't know how people see me, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, no. And then it all becomes preordained by money. Like if you're trying to support yourself, then you're probably just like where you are, like literally where you are and what you are doing is determined by your need for, to get a certain amount of money every month. So like that's preordained. Like I know where I'm going to be the next five days next week, (laughs) you know, for like eight and a half hours. Um, I don't know how, how could it be more preordained than that? Than having like that set schedule and being like, I mean, they'll probably (laughs) be like, yeah, they'll have me on board like as long as. I want to do that. Like, it's kind of up to me, like, how long, you know. But then then you get in the whole discussion about, like, how long was would I be in Spokane, you know. But, uh, but for now, I'm just stacking money, obviously. And I've done a good job with it. But, dude, Tesla stock has cratered since me and Brett talked about it. <laughs> remember I was talking about me buying like some Tesla and then I was like 
Yeah, Tesla never goes down. I'm like, it always goes way up. But I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm pretty positive. Like, I'm confident that it will go up ultimately in the next like few months or whatever. But, uh, but it's kind of funny that like right after I said that, it like crashed like real hard. But um, no, dude, I don't know how more like preordained it could be. Like versus like, yeah, if I was making money producing content and working from home, then I would be a person who rarely went anywhere. Dude, I mean, other than like travel like projects specifically for like, I mean, yeah, you know, like doing stuff to make more content and whatnot. But like, I'm, I'm like a pretty, I mean, I would go for walks, obviously, like I would go outside, but I don't think I'd be like going around a lot if I was getting paid to be home. Like that's, you're incentivized. Like we as humans, we become habitualized based on our incentives. And the only real incentive that anybody offers is money. <laughs> Think of like what other incentives are there even? Like unless you're like um, a college student, like I was talking about, you're incentivized to study and get good grades. Um, no, but as like a person in the real world, the only incentive, the only, I mean, other than like health, like I go for walks or I just for like enjoyment, like I do stuff for like my wellness and like my health. Like I, I love doing like the sauna, like doing the sauna that I don't do it for money, but I do it cause I think it's good for my mind and body. But, um, no, I mean, for the most part, like, dude, there's people who like, don't, won't even get out of bed unless they're like paid to do it. You know, like there's people who are that like black and white about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, whereas I will do like a ton of stuff like on spec speculatively like because i think i will make money from it in the long run but so ultimately it is still incentivized by money no but i still think i did all this like podcasting and um all the creative stuff i've ever done was not because of money and i did it in the first place because like i wanted mostly because i want like recognition it's more about like getting people to like consume my content and like being excited about random people drawing enjoyment from stuff I make. So I don't think it was money in the first place, but then once you do it for years and like you think you're good at it and like you've gotten positive feedback and then you start you're like, okay, I've gotten feed. I like people, I know that pe a certain amount of people do enjoy what I do and they do consume it. Uh, so then it like starts to go beyond that. And you're like, realistically, if I want to keep, I mean, I'll always 
keep doing creative stuff no matter what. But if you really want to take it to the next level, then the only way is to like start earning from it. So then you can like, you know, devote your time to it. So then I have 40, you know, 40 plus hours a week to spend on that versus, and then I could make the same amount of money, you know, like, or I mean, obviously, dude, obviously the upside of these fields is huge. And I do, like I said, I'm getting more recognition. And so some, like, there's something a brewing in Arnie Pod. In the Arnie Pod verse, I believe there is, um, dude, because once, I think it kind of just like takes me off the leash. Once you start making money from, because then I don't have to think I have to be somewhere Sunday through Thursday. Then I can think, oh, I could go for a road trip and document that. Then it, then I still do the same stuff, but I, I up the ante. Like then it starts becoming like real like deal content versus like me just going for like morning walks and, uh, you know, like doing stuff in between my schedule, my schedule. But, um, no, for now though, it's just is what it is. <laughs> I don't get frustrated about not making money. Like you can't make a podcast. You can't expect to make money, especially if you don't invest any money. It usually takes like some investment and in, like, in some advertising. Like if we're going to be completely realistic, I'll have to consider some type. Once I get like some good amount of money saved up, I'll have to consider maybe a couple hundred bucks spent on a little advertisement action. But I mean, I don't want to think about that right now. Like now I'd rather, that's kind of like last resort. Like I'd rather like make it first, but obviously like within a, even within a year from now, if I'm not like, you know, if, if, I'm, if I haven't taken this stuff to the next level a year from now, then I would hope that I had the financials to uh, do a little advertising. Because I mean, I, honestly, I think like most of the big podcasts definitely they invest money up front. Like they put money into it and then, then they earn like a lot more, obviously. But, but there is that like upfront investment. So, which if I'm being honest, I've never invested any money in, in any of the, any of the creatives. I mean, I did pay some money to like publish my books back when I didn't realize that you could just self-publish through Amazon. <laughs> I did pay like a few hundo back in the day, back in 2017 to publish my first book, Sponge Cake. So check out Amazon, Chris Arneson. I got like five books on Amazon there. Check out all the old episodes. Thegoat1.blogspot.com has nearly 110,000 views. I don't know. Is that good? 
Is it good to start an indie blog with Blogspot using Blogger and then get 110,000 views? Is that pretty good? <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at being humble sometimes. I'm like, dude, you have to pump yourself up. You have to brag about yourself. If nobody else is going to do it, then you do have to do it. You have to be like, yeah, is that worth anything to you? Like getting 110,000 views? Like I find that to be pretty impressive. Like that's a big number, dude. If I had, if I had $110,000, then I wouldn't feel any pressure. Like 110,000 is like, that's a huge number. <laughs> you know, um, like we don't live a hundred thousand days. Like I've said, like you may live like 30, like 30,000 plus days. Like, wait, let me, I, I forget how many would 35,000 would be almost, it'd be 95.9 years old, almost 96 at 35,000 days. So there you go. So that's how big of a number 110,000 is. <laughs> Not to do, but I got to pump my blog. If I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I have the numbers. I do, I have some accolades to back my talk up. Like I talk a lot about like how I should make money from it. But I mean, I do got some like good numbers. We got the 15 hundo over at Facebook. The Facebook 1500. I mean, everything's like popping like on all cylinders here at Arnibod. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that, dude, what, like I'll say it again. Our generation, the ultimate thing is getting famous is actually cooler than getting rich. For people my age. Although getting rich is more pragmatic. And more like realistic. Like fame is like. People are obsessed with fame. My, from my generation. And like. I'm more about like. I want like recognition. Like I want to be like seen as like a podcaster. Or like seen as like a blogger. Or like an independent creator guy. Like. It's kind of more about like being in the crowd. Like I want like the recognition of like going on like famous podcast. Like that for me, the ultimate success is being able to go on someone's podcast that I'm like a really big fan of. Like that's when I will know that I've made it. And like I've been on, I did Ken Reed. And like Ken Reed, I'm not like a huge fan. I mean, like, I'm a fan of him, but, like, he's not, like, Bert or, like, Rogan or Theo or, like, Adam Carolla, like, Doug Benson, Sklar Brothers. Like, these are, like, my idols, like, the people I've modeled my creativity, you know, around. But, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to get going now. Lots of podcasting today. Lots of... Dude, I kind of think sometimes like the universe responds though. Like last night, like I was frustrated and then um, the universe kind of responded when I woke up 
and I saw myself and I was like, I was in this episode. I remember seeing this in real life. Like that's kind of the universe like talking back to me. Like they're like, you're going to fall asleep in front of the TV. Well, I'm going to have you wake up to yourself on TV. And you're going to be like, those were some good times. <laughs> and you're be like, I do remember. That was me. Those were good times. I remember that. Man. Dude, sometimes you pay attention. The universe kind of like will respond to you. Or like it will converse. But uh, maybe that's just me. <laughs> Man. Dude, I don't know. No, something about like Arnie Pod has been popping recently. Like hundreds of new people are like um, seeing it and like noticing it um, every single day. It's like it's getting more engagement and like recognition and it's more out there now. It's being pushed more somehow. Um. Yeah, there's something, it is like, there is like some good things like brewing, you know, <laughs> I'm not just talking about coffee. I ain't just talking about cold brew. Starbucks. All right, well, good times. I'm going to get going. And um, yeah, I would be curious as to what percent of successful financially earning podcasts have advertised, have invested money in that podcast. I would venture to say over 90% for sure. Um, yep. I would say I am in the rare minority that is expecting to make money without having put up any of my own money in the first place. Um, now that I think about it, I'm like, if I'm really being realistic about this, then I need to stop putting so much pressure on myself to make money from this thing. If I'm not going to put up a couple hundred bucks, cause, um, I honestly think like a lot of them will do some type of advertising. Cause I think that's how like, dude, that's why these like people have like marketing teams and promotional teams because they are, they will like would tell those people, they'd be like, if you think you're going to make money from it, then we have to do some advertising. And then they get them on the other podcasts. Like those are like their podcast agents will book them on other pods. But, um, so if I'm being realistic, I have to be like, there's people who have entire teams around them who support them, who aren't like incredibly financially successful from this stuff. And they're putting a lot more resources into it. So, um, yeah. So I think I need to, honestly, I need to like lighten up on like the whole, like I need to make money right now from it. Cause like more like I need to just keep making it. I need to just keep doing it every day. It's more about that really. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go smoke some more weed. Enjoy these last few hours before I gotta go. Go get mom and dad. 
I am excited to see mom and dad. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's exciting to see. I just was, it's all based on expectations for me. Like, I just had my expectations set on them being back Sunday. Like, it's all like, sometimes I'll be like a little slow to like adjust that. Because like, I'll be like, oh, I was totally set on that. So that's why I get like really, I'll get like bumped by this kind of stuff. But, um, but no, I love, I love my mom and dad. Love you, mom and dad. Love you, mom and dad. Thank you for letting me, for supporting me. Love you, mom and dad. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I guess you just can't expect, like, it's true. You really can't expect people to, like, read your mind. Like, I'm saying, like, that's what they should have told me back in May. But, but then I, I would have been kind of expecting them because they weren't there. They were, like, in a different place. Like, they probably couldn't pick up on my mood over the phone as much as they would have, like, in person. That's true as well. Which, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's when it's, like, it is always good to have, like, some people to talk to. Like, that's for sure. You don't want to go a long time without, like, conversing with people. <laughs> like, I've been, like, fairly isolated in my past. And, like, it's definitely healthier to be, like, generally talking with people every day. And that's when I was, like, all, I would always be, like, texting and, like, talking with people on the phone. Like, when I was living in L.A., I did do a pretty good job of that, of like staying in touch with, I mean, just at least through like the phone, but, um, I probably lack like the in-person interaction, but I mean, then I got like the gym and the sauna back in the day, but, um, no, it's definitely health. Now I see the healthiness in just being literally being around people in person is like physically healthy for you. And I, I know it is. Like, I know I feel good. I actually, like, feel... It makes my body feel better after a full day of just looking at people in the eye and, like, talking to people and being around people for, like, eight-plus hours. Like, even though it sounds like a nuisance, at the end of the day, you actually just feel good. Like, you go home and, like, back to yourself <laughs> or back with my parents. <laughs> but, uh... No, it's definitely healthy. Like, it feels pretty good. But, um, it does feel good to, like, get away from people, too. But, ultimately, I think it's healthy to be around people. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that, dude. In some form. Like, every day, in some form. Like, you have to get out there and around some people in some way every day. Like, I think if you're not doing that, then... You're, um, I think then you're, um, cheating yourself, I would say. You don't want to cut the corners on life. <laughs> All right. Time to combine this whole thing. I post this whole thing. Have a great day. I'm going to smoke some weed. See you later. See, I'm back in the good vibes now. See, I knew. That's why I know. Like, that I adjust. It sometimes will just take me, like, a night to adjust. Like, I slept on it, and now I'm, like, 
feel normal about it. But like when I get information, it can just kind of like harsh my buzz, if that makes sense. When I'm like, oh, you could have told me this earlier or tomorrow. (laughs) But then I do like adjust to it after like I sleep on it and then I'm like, okay, I'm okay with it. But anyway, support Arnie Pod. Share it, promote it, market it, support Arnie Pod. Engage with the podcast in some way. I put that goal to you as a listener. Engage with Arnie Pod. Get into it, baby. Yep. Alrighty. Have a great day. Bye-bye.